0: A
1: lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible,
0: budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting
0: from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achton Millwall.
1: just Wallace, going down, down the middle, he's got Elliot overlapping in,
2: can we find him, yes <laughs> <You laughs> got <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mill Millwall. It's Manic here, dear listeners. Mania is in the air. You know exactly what kind of mania I'm talking about. Millwall Mania out there in Zambel Road. Um, it's about five minutes to kick off. Just short five minutes to kick off. I'm here with Love Sport Royalty, Mr. Aaron Paul. Well, hello, listeners, Aaron. Hello, listeners. The crowd filling up. Big night at of dear listeners. Where else would you rather be? At least six or seven minutes to kick off. It's going to be manic. I don't know if the Everton, uh, I'm here with Ricky Simpson, by the way.
3: Um, Evening. I don't know if the Everton players and I was going to hit them when they come out, have I don't think they will. I think it's a different thing. You can play in any of the Premiership, but there is nowhere in this world like the Den, under lights, with a full crowd. With a tasty fixture, too. When you've got some bloke on the halfway line calling you a gun. <laughs> I'll tell
1: you what, Aaron, the, the FA Cup's sort have been a bit tarnished. I think, uh, I mean, what's Manchester United last night at Arsenal? They took that very seriously. Good result for United. This is a huge game today. I can't see much uh, evidence of the FA Cup's um, last disappearing on us. Just listen to the atmosphere, Nick. Listen to the atmosphere. I mean, it's enough to put hairs up on the back of your neck. I mean, genuinely, listen to the. This is brilliant. This is what the FA Cup's all about. 5.30, under the lights, at the dead. All they need next is Tahiti Millwall playing. And then you know what? We'll have a full-on encounter. But I look forward to hearing Roy Green coming on there. <laughs> Teams in the tunnel. Images on the big screen. Live right, tonight under, a little bit under strength. Obviously, we've had some um, loan signings. Return of Ben Thompson back from Pompey. Uh, Cup Tide. Ben Marshall, Cup Tide. Freddie dimmer Cup Tide whether you call him a, a critical factor in tonight's proceedings, I don't know but um, after last week's experiment with 4-3-3 up at Middlesbrough we're probably going to be traditional 4-4-2 tonight but we shall see, the listeners you're going to have to forgive my uh, less than eloquent style tonight, it is um, very real mania in the stadium quite hard to think of anything um, witty repartee so you have to make do with what you get off me tonight Make the wall of noise when you come into the den is quite something. I mean I not you've been in the middle of the pitch on match day. It
3: is it's an incredible experience. Oh yeah definitely. But it, it it gets all the hairs on the back of your neck standing up. But standing in that tunnel listening to like the light like, the big
4: crowd, yeah. it gets to you, it must I mean I've been here a couple of times, especially at the beginning when I was doing it, your legs go and everything. Yeah. And the Everton players, I mean okay they played in big stadiums, but I don't know if it's
3: really this close. No. And this, this
1: it's very very claustrophobic very, detail, very so. aggressive.
3: and you don't realise how small the den is no. until you're down there no. when back. you're
4: down there looking back
1: I've been uh, when we did the Lions Trust Cup I stood in the centre circle briefly and it is incredible how uh, walled in you feel, the stands are much much closer in the centre of the pitch than they feel when you're um, high up as we are here tonight in the West Upper here come the teams Royal Green classic, let them come. First used in 1970, dear listeners. Wilchester character for this Everton team tonight. In different Premier League form, Everton. Um, Earlier this season they looked better, they, they've been um, so-so, they've won decent win. I think Burnley, they won well at Burnley, 5-1. Um, apart from that, very indifferent form. So it's going to be a massive test for this Everton side tonight. This is not a place I'd want to, want to play in. I can tell you that much for your listeners. As I posted on Twitter, 5.30 kickoff, full afternoon in the pub, Everton, what could possibly go wrong, mate? <laughs> Nothing. No better place. interesting to watch an away team hugging each other and comforting each other in the middle of the, of the park and telling each other how the atmosphere is not going to get to them. A lot of that going on with the white-shirted Everton team at the moment. Leighton Bates went on news at the end of the week to say the atmosphere won't bother them too much. Well, we're going to see, aren't we? I think first team to score wins it tonight. Um, on paper, obviously, the Everton side is a uh, hugely well-resourced Premier League outfit. Uh, Neil Harris described as world-class, which I think was probably going a little bit strong, but they certainly got some very good players. Richardson, Sigurdsson up front. Um, the Lions obviously will have a, not quite our second string, but certainly not our first choice 11 out there. So um, it's going to have to be tonight or nothing from the wall, I feel. I believe Gary Liddick is in the house, in the uh, in the TV hut over on the Witten Timber Gardner's stand. Over to our right as we look. Well, there we are, dear listeners. We're going to kick off. The lines will be attacking the away end. In accordance with common law and English legislation since 1873, the More Act. Lines in our familiar dark blue. Everton in white and blue tonight. Sean Williams kicks us off. And the Lions straight in with a long ball. Ain't no blinds out there. Ryan Leonard. Lee Gregory. Shane Ferguson. Shane Williams. Tannicliffe. Marlon. Jake Cooper. Sean Hutchinson. Murray Wallace, excuse me. Wouldn't be McGlock. he's injured. Forgive me. That's a very rough and ready team check for you. I apologise. I've not had a chance to do any pre-match research whatsoever, but that's how you like this show you like it rough and you like it ready don't you dear listeners near Full House, there's one or two seats around us in the far corners, I see some one or two over in the uh, family stand away to our right, but not many sense of uh, psychomania in the air that kind of atmosphere great post by AWOL27 in, uh, on Twitter I saw it uh, said that BBC uh, viewers have been for the trees they see ex-Barcelona left backs being roundly abused by Terry the Blaster who's been on the source all afternoon tonight's game is of course going out on global international television around planet earth they'll be watching this from Zambezi to Zaire
3: Botswana
1: to Bermondsey Botswana to Bermondsey the ball into the box there from the right side that's across the face of the middle of goal here yeah? early fast forwards this is Evan. they retain the ball on the left side coming towards three and a half minutes ball into the middle and headed away by Sean Hutchinson uh, Evan just keeping possession as you will expect this is a, a side of some riches moderate in the Premier League terms of course I think they're 11th coming into today's game in the Premier League but by the side of uh, the resources available in Millwall uh, a glittering tapestry I don't know if you were aware, but nobody likes us. We don't care. About a text in from Germany. Everybody knows us. We're called Millwall, oh, MJ in Germany. MJ in Germany. There, on Aaron's phone now. I love Chelsea. Everton, nine times league champions, five times cup winners. Who the fucking you? L.A.U.? <laughs> in comes that corner from the left-hand side. It's across the box. Gives a chance for Elias to the the break now. This is Aindow Blam coming down the left side, takes his man on. there's going to be a corner. No, the referee's giving it as offside to so the uh, the derision of the Millwall support. Evan playing a little bit of possession football at the back, plays to the goalkeeper. Lee Gregory's chasing him down. Five comes all six minutes. They do dodge that bullet. Apologies for the sound quality last week up at Middlesbrough. I'm using the old Lavalier mic, so I'm using the old Lavalier tonight. I hope it'll be good enough for you, oh dear listeners. If it's not, you do get a full money-back guarantee of this show. They're fanning around. They're getting defence. Why do teams do that? I don't understand why teams want to start passing the ball but around in obsession. playing out from the back. It's such an obsession. It's it. madness. I mean, what happened to the old-fashioned? How long can your keeper kick it? I don't know. I mean, that, that puts yourself under pressure. It's a, Given the situation, we were going to be pressing that kind of situation. I don't get why teams do it. But anyway, it suits us if they carry on doing that, dear listeners, doesn't it? I haven't seen tonight's team, hence my rather rough and ready take on, on the uh, the lineup earlier on. I'm guessing Steve Morrison's on the bench tonight. Um, out of contract in the summertime, Neil Harris alluded on the news of then that a contract will be forthcoming for Steve. Um, in, in fact, his wording exactly was that Steve Morrison will always have a place in the squad as long as I'm... Uh, managing here um, I would imagine more on the coaching side and as the back, the back room influence but I, I, I can't disagree with that what do you think dear listeners do you agree with that is Steve Morrison you know, a, a must have presence I, I think he brings a certain guile and nous to a, a team that otherwise and leadership that otherwise might lack it so um, I'm all in favour of that but um, do feel free to vent your spleen on me if you don't agree with that you come Evan down on the right side 23's into the box that's across the face of the goal the striker swung at it but missed nine minutes coming towards ten minutes I, w- I would think for a moderately placed Premier League side so like Everton the FA Cup will be an ideal trophy to pursue well as you know after speaking to Michael Ball on <laughs> Thursday night it's uh, it's Everton well first it's Millwall's Cup, finals, cup second Final Cup or- Final yeah I took issue with that yeah then, yeah right? I, I didn't think that was very nice but um, yeah no it's, it's a trophy they should be winning to be fair they, they're, they're not moderately sort of rich, they're minted, but they spend and spend, they're spending like a kid on Football Manager when you get a bit of money. Very, very simply. They just buy random players. Look at the players they've got, and to be fair, I'm not sure if they are making any of the top They've got some of these players because they're just cast off some other clubs. You let your country down. (laughs) I thought we did quite well, but anyway, at Mill, anything's game, isn't it? So, yeah, great to see the FA Cup maybe making a bit of a resurgence in interest. Um, Grand old competition, 1872, it began, of course, with uh, the very first competition, won famously by the Wanderers. I think it was the uh, the Royal Engineers in the very first FA Cup final. I imagine the BBC have their mics turned down for this kind of... uh, ribaldry and um, free and easy comment Mick oh, no, probably
4: haven't switched up the FA probably one
1: not them switched up <laughs> they're us from football permanently oh, yeah. <laughs> halfway through the first half um, no goal mouth incident really worth the name Everton probably having more possession than the Lions but to no great effect they've had a couple of crosses into the box that have not looked terribly dangerous Lions looking to as, as is our want to soak up the pressure and then hit them on the break Evan, of course, known as the Toffees. The Toffees. And they have a, a, the pre-match ritual of the lady going around and handing toffees out. Apparently due to a, an old sweet shop that was outside the gates of Goodison Park back in the, uh, the olden days. Yeah, as a sweet shop. According to Wikipedia, that, that, that solid um, body of encyclopedic knowledge. Hence the name Toffees. A little bit of fiddling around by Jean-Archick. Almost concedes possession. He does put it out uh, into touch for a throw in forever. unnecessarily. No, necessarily, so I would have wanted to have seen him launch that ball forwards but there we are possession wise i'm going to guess that they've had 60 percent 70 percent plus if that's that's a thing but you can't say they've uh, dominated the game possessions 65 percent for um, everton 35 percent Millwall. two shots for everton and uh, one for one for the lions sign up for energy bet mickey commit your income to a betting company online for the benefit of football face <laughs> No comment No comment, yeah. no comment. No. Everton will probably feel they've uh, quelled the crowd to a degree it only take one moment to um, bring them back into play again but at the moment there's been no real clear cut chances one, one shot from the Lions I saw on the uh, on the stats a moment ago so um, Everton probably feel it's job done to an extent of 35 minutes so far what do you think Aaron do you think they'll, they'll be th- happy where they're at at the moment Everton I don't think so I think they've been quite poor. Oh, um, poor? I, 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 th- I, th- I think they've been very poor, in fact. And listen to uh, a lot of Watford fans. If you look at their next three games, Huddersfield away, Wolves at home, yeah. and Watford away. Yeah. What Watford fans want is Millwall to do them a favour now because they want to see right. Silver either get sat before the game okay. or after the game, after the way he's sort of And to be honest, he they did. don't look very special. I think. No, they don't. No. I mean, you look at the money they've got in there Andre Gomez is a good player Minas on Barcelona Dina's on Barcelona they've got experience with Coleman experience with Idrissa Garnett experience with Sigerson. Calvert-Lewin's probably the most inexperienced one there and, and you know you've seen Millwall have sort of like well, taking the game, too, edgy, edgy spells of possession yeah. in their half it's not been concrete for Millwall and to be honest self-imposed error here at Aaron sorry mate Archer has almost give the ball away there to the um ever toning forward but uh, Murray Wise does the job in the end with Sorry. a tiny bit of Millwall quality you score yeah you beat him yeah beat. Pickford's prone to a flat yeah he looks wobbly I mean uh, that was a wobble there from Jordan Nash, we can do without that but I agree I mean they've not looked any great shakes uh, unless we give them the game they're there for the taking for me rain actually pelting down out there now quite visibly so from the um, where we are in block one you can see it on TV earlier on it's quite visible now to the naked eye no disrespect to him, but Murray Wallace, yeah. look how far he's drifting off of Lookman. Yeah, yeah. He's drifting so far from this. And Lookman's a decent player. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll drop player. his shoulder or something, yeah. and, and, and he'll fly past him. And that really concerns me, that flank. Nice. That one flank. Over the other side, you not worried because you've got Marlon Romano. No, there's, there's right. a lot of space on the right, I do agree. On that flank, he it just it's so concerning. is so concerned. Is there a shot from distance? Oh. gone through our Joel Marcha. First oh shot on target. On that's gone under team. his under his arms. 42 minutes. What a gutter! We just talking my goalkeepers there. He's looked wobbly earlier on. He's, um, when he's good, he's very good. When he's bad, he's horrid. It's um, it's one of those. I can those see ones. steam coming from plot 45 of the Docker stand. It's <laughs> Harry Warren <laughs> just firing his engine. It was an average shot, dipping shot. He's it's gone under it's his arms. Easy. It's routine. Let's watch it again it's on routine. the on the screen. It's um. Is it Richarlison is that? That's a dipping shot. I took, a, oh, oh. took a deflection, did it? He's gone, gone through jean Archer And we do lack quality down that left side. I, I, I do agree. Well, I mean, Meredith or, 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 or Wallace Meredith Meredith's it's, not, it's, not look the it, same. Player. It's the lesser of two evils. Yeah. You know? Pace, pace kills us. I did a, a little um, online reply through an Everton website and I said that if they want to win the game, get down the flanks, especially on that left side. We lack, we lack pace. I don't think I'm little header in from Jake Cooper. So. Cross again, Free kick uh, just inside the, the middle half, it's launched long, long, long. Jake Cooper comes short, gets a thick header on, there's Lee Gregory, floats over the top of George beautiful take, there you go, one inch. That was words, that was words. they are everybody's Pickford and his centre defender talking to each other,
2: why, why
1: them absolute mania inside the den dear listeners, as you can imagine, as you can picture it. If you look at the goalkeeper, he's not the biggest in stature. No, no. He's not the biggest no. in stature. And Gregory's just got... He's hit Beautiful with finish. so much purchase. Last season last of the first half. Justice has been done. All I felt justice has been done. The Lions didn't deserve to go behind That a self-inflicted error. And they can leave the pitch with their heads held high. Yeah.
2: One each. They deserve that. They deserve that, moment. No
0: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at burrowcom acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrowcom acast.
1: Away we go, second half, dear listeners. Everton will be attacking the away end of the second period. Lions will be attacking the cold blow as is right and proper. Early break forwards for Everton here. They were very average, we felt, in the first half. Lions um, going behind to a self-imposed error, self-inflicted error by Joel Narcher, unfortunately. But then doing well to get back into it with that Lee Gregory header just on the stroke of half-time. No Ben Marshall tonight, of course. No Ben Thompson, both cup-tied. Um, I thought we looked really good up at Middlesbrough last week. I don't know if you tuned into last week's show. If you did, you would have picked up how well I thought we played, particularly... Um, for the first half, under a bit of pressure in the second half and then Middlesbrough obviously got back into proceedings with that late, late penalty but overall, I thought we did, really did a job on the, uh, on Borough. Rain coming back down our own torrents, hold that thought about the rain that stopped. It's restarted. Little boys in front of me looking at me, like, fascinated by the sight of a man podcasting. The glamour, the glitz of the podcaster's world. This must be a miserable night, you're an expensive player from Brazil, it's pouring with rain, you're in South Bermondsey, and you've got the Millwall crowd on your back. <laughs> what an experience. <laughs> can he do it on a cold, rainy Saturday Well, there's oh, the question, there's the I question. Clearly salt. not, this one's gone down here, Whoever this is. The club shop will be closed over the glittering array of um, club <laughs> shop... Well, I, what, how did you find the club shop, well, I was just to say, the official club shop update is Friday night on oh it is school. on Friday we're yeah. going to have the full range yeah. but there are bargains to be had bargains to be had that's what I'm saying. I'm saying tune in Friday night for more on the Mill Club shop on the Mill Fan Show oh, Friday night, huh? eh? yes. we, we will we'll be yeah. hey, we're at the chop and change it Monday. Everton on the break 54 minutes pressing forwards this is uh, Lookman, number 17 will break inside the box shot from the edge of the penalty that's took a deflection gone for a right sided corner one awful moment, I thought that was going to trickle in on the right side. Sigurdsson, Icelandic player. Mentioned in the ancient myths and, and runes of Viking mythology, Sigurdsson. He, uh, he descended from the Icelandic caves and then came out into the centre of the earth, where he discovered a, a race of dinosaurs at the centre of the earth. Arnie, Arnie Sigurdsson, in the famous Jules Verne novel. Yes, I've twisted the truth. That's ball across the middle box in the corner there. It is lofted clear. 55 minutes. Ball forces his Lee Gregory inside the, the box. He finds Williams. Oh, the wrong decision. Lee Gregory. A little moment there on 56 minutes, 57. Try to feed uh, Sean Williams. Should he have taken a shot? Yes, he probably should. But there we are. These are the moments that uh, turn games. Sticking towards 59 minutes. Cut to A in the balance. Everyone on the base of 12. All flashes across the middle box. Beautiful last ditch, last Stay in there, close it. Lee Gregory pressing forwards. Full bloody cup tie. This is what you want, dear listeners. Where are you in the world? Have a listen to that. Chance for the to the ball to go forwards. Sean Hutchinson, free kick just inside the middle half. Sixty minutes showing as the rain buckets down. He lobs it forward, trying to find Lee Gregory. That's going to deflect it away. Incredible, incredible atmosphere. No one, no one answers, no answers, no answers, Rain has eased a little bit. As Mick said, it was like Noah's Ark style earlier on. It's eased up a little bit now. It's still raining, but not quite as heavily. If there was a World Cup for passing the ball around in your own half beautifully to each other, then, then everton would be contenders. But. They they lack cutting edge. I can see why they're, they're an average side in the Premier League. Well, if you're Neil Harris now, where'd you go? We're, we're, in this game. Where'd you go? Where'd you make a change? Um, for, for me, they need quality, wide, wide. quality out wide. Quality up wide. some to drive the ball I And mean, the obvious move is Steve Morrison. But um, Morrison or Skellic? Yeah. Scalic, this should be a game for Skellic. It should be. He's he's not really um, taken hold no, yet. He had
2: probably.
1: a bout of illness and um, just hasn't quite quite kicked on but it would be great to see him kick on is he on the bench tonight yeah, yeah, is, is he yeah. is he right. then maybe this is a chance you know Scalak get him out he is a quality cross of the ball we haven't really threatened much since the goal It's ball falls now so he's having on the break this is the 14 that's 2-1 14 scores from the left um, a quality finish yeah but he cut through the middle he, cut he the was middle. just given, yeah. he was given the freedom given time and space yeah. all through the, through the middle it was play through left and, and as Aaron said it was just um, a touch extra pace and quality finish and there's no substitute for that dear listeners middle corner on the right free kick there's a free kick just short of the corner flag this is such an opportunity big chance another chance to get the ball into the mix 74 minutes ball comes in floats in ball's up bouncing around runs on it. oh yeah
2: I told you. I told
1: you. What's No. Go.
2: I thought VAR was going
1: to do Here it comes, cross from the left, right side, bounces up high, bounces around, inside so i probably a hint of offside, but the coming back. It falls to Cooper. Big given, it's a goal. It's a goal. Everton moaning and moaning. Yellow card given, and moaning. What an unattractive trait it is to moan. Don't, don't moan out there, listeners, don't moan. <laughs> It's unbecoming. There's a name from the past, Theo Walcott. Yeah, it feels like he's been around for a long time, but no one actually knows what he does. The uh, Danny Baker book refers to his first trip to Millwall as being akin to being plugged direct into the national grid, it's, and it has got that feeling tonight, dear listeners. You're wired literally into your national electric supply. It's like it's no O'Brien coming out.
2: That's a good call.
1: Yeah. Not Aiden's most effective game. He's given everything, but not, not the most effective performance by Aiden O'Brien. It's been a full bloody performance by Millwall tonight. I, I don't proper think we can. Cup time. Yeah, proper, proper cup time. It's Morrison time, dear listeners. 88 minutes. Aiden Le... uh, Sean Ferguson's coming. Ferguson's going to come out. free kick. Is that? Morrison got Falder. This could be last chance some more. I reckon about the last minute of the game coming up. So need Hutchinson. Williams will take the right side the right sided free kick. It's about halfway inside the, the Everton half. Don't get scared now. <laughs> it's gonna be Sean Williams that takes. Everyone's gone forward. Everton have got everyone back, it's floated into the mix. Ball passes down. Nooooooooo! Great yeah. goal!
2: Yeah. Oh foul! Who was it? Who gone? It's Sean Williams! Great show! Bill Wall! You
1: can't ride this drive! You cannot ride this drive! Hollywood, Bollywood! I can't believe what I've just seen, this listeners! Oh foul, you didn't get it's Sean Williams, I think, it is but Murray Wallace. Murray Wallace, no Sean Williams. Who cares who it was? I told you, don't get scared now. One more. Great Football, right? Football. What drama! Great, great captain, right, it's at a den. This is rad though, listeners. This is tense, tense stuff though, listeners. I believe. don't believe the drama that we've seen tonight, listeners. Lions twice behind Premier League opponents, and then they make a comeback. We're free to run. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm speechless. Progress to the fifth round, the cup run is on. What a night! What drama! And that's an old familiar song from Mr. Bye for now. Big thank you to Mickey, Mickey Simpson. Big thank you for coming on the show. No worries, thank you very much. Big thank you to Alan Paul. That's all. Soon in you like more Alan Paul. Bye right, for now, we'll be back after these messages. Here
2: we go, here we go. Oh, Bermondsey,
5: that's home to me. I'm longing for a moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces of the people I love. A back home in
2: Bermondsey. In Colorado. I wanna be. In Carnaval. Because the smuggled booze they got is cracked.
3: It's, it's the Lucas Ball Report. Millwall 3-2 winners here at the Den, and what a game! Uh, you know, just over 15 minutes to play, and they're still 2-1 down, but managed to produce some spirit. Late goal from My Wallace in the end is what won it for the Lions, and it's a good performance overall. Uh, I think special mention probably for Ryan Leonard in midfield, battled throughout, picked up an injury late on, but braved it, carried on. And, uh, you know, his bass in nature drove the lines forward throughout the game and helped him escape some heavy pressure from the Everton attack. Uh, at the back, Sean Hutchison and uh, Jake Cooper both very good too today. Marlon Romeo had a good game down the right, and uh, the substitutions had a positive impact. Steve Morrison's leadership late on just, just gives Millwall that bit more now, so that bit more know how. And uh, Alex Pierce coming on right at the end just for the last couple of minutes just to make sure of things. and uh, yeah, you we know, all into the fifth round and the dream draw is obviously West Ham at home. Come on, you Lions.
5: Oh, it's a big welcome to Michael Avery on the show. Welcome, uh, Sunday Morning Nightmare. Welcome, Michael.
4: Morning, Nick. You all right? Do anything
5: last night, mate? Quiet night in?
4: <laughs> yeah, quite a night in few beers. Also celebrating the uh, AFC Wimbledon result as well. As of course,
5: ours. the giant killing—that's uh, the safe giant killing for the evening, rather than the uh, the, the the edgier version that happened at I Millwall. Mean, what a night that was! Um, one of the great cup nights, Michael. I think at the Den. One of the great atmospheres at the Den.
4: Yeah, it was, it was an amazing game, wasn't it? I mean, I said it to—I said it to a few people in, at the Grand yesterday. You know, we we talk about the. The run that we had, where we ended up playing Spurs in in the quarter final, when we beat Watford and Bournemouth and yeah. you know Leicester at the time, we were champions. But last night Trump all that for me.
5: Absolutely, I can hear my voice is hoarse and uh, you know a, a, an octave down on its on its normal um, sound. So um, I don't know how some of the other guys in the stadium will be this morning. I would imagine there's going to be a few sore heads after that uh, dramatic, as the BBC put it, 94th minute winner by Murray Wallace. Um, I, in a funny way, I, I mean, it was a great performance, and it was a great um, show of character by our, our team. I can't say the game was tremendously—you um, know—it wasn't exactly an advert for English football in, in that sense. But what, it was an advert for English football in terms of sheer grit and determination not to concede defeat by the by the Millwall side.
4: Yeah, no, it was. I mean, like you were saying just then, it, was, it wasn't a great game. It was—it was an ent- entertaining. Came to a level that you know it was very backwards and forwards. You yeah. know it was it, there was some some big tackles going in, and you know there was a few ideas that you could see that both teams were trying to do, but it, it was it was quite funny because every time we scored, I don't know about you, Nick, but I kept looking over to the linesman because I thought the way this is they won't have Everton go out the cup they'll probably put a flag up from side especially with Murray Wallace's goal the yeah. FA conspiracy against especially us especially on the BBC <laughs> exactly. exactly Lineker up the top with his little tweets going out about it I thought they can't have Everton no. um, be defeated by Millwall
5: but we weren't having it. it was. I mean, just looking at the BBC report I was mean, just saying to Michael our fair listeners that I've done zero prep for this little piece, so I'm, I'm really, am uh, Michael too. I think we're, we're blagging it as we go along, really. So um, forgive any any kind of jerky uh, back and forth um, subject matters here. But I'm just looking at there's a picture of man that i match, Lee Gregory, the BBC have named Lee Gregory, and the rain is biblical. Um, you know, it, it was the conditions made for a classic giant killing last night. If you can call it Everton the giant club, but um, certainly we we played the conditions. Better than they did. I mean, I, I thought they were the classic pass the ball around for no great purpose side. Um, I, I wouldn't want to watch them week in, week out.
4: Yeah, they they weren't as they weren't great. You can see why they're inconsistent. You you were saying there about them being a giant, a, a supposed giant, but they are still a huge club. I mean, like for for me, you know, I'm a bit older than some of the millennials, obviously, and I remember in the '90s, you know. Big Everton night. winning yeah. the FA yeah. Cup and making the final, and yeah. you know being a good European side in the early two thousands, but there, there was a spell during the game which which I remember quite well. It was I think it was either two all, or they were two one. Un- I think it was two all. But basically, as you were saying, they were passing the ball around. They were doing it along the back line, and you could see their fans were getting frustrated. Like yeah. you know what's going like you know what's going on, and and there is an element of that. There was over two hundred million pounds worth of talent there. Theo Walcott on the bench, you know they. Let's, let's be honest, they're only about a handball goal against them. They, they should have wrapped us up. The talent,
5: I mean, you Haven't know, the, the talent individually, you know, I mean, I, I, it, it reminded me a little bit of, um, the trip to Middlesbrough last week on a, on a far smaller scale, uh, as, as Harry put it, a kind of Diet Coke version. But, uh, you know, you have individually valuable, very talented players. I was looking at uh, Richarlison, talented boy, um, the guy that scored the goal, Cenk, Chenk Um, these these are good players and they're valuable players and I think someone valued the, the Everton squad at two hundred and twenty million, which to me seems like a highly inflated valuation given the the lack of backbone really. That's what would get me if I was an Evertonian. The the lack of backbone and the having get got themselves in front by hooker by crook twice over to to give the game up and that's what they did. They they, they just didn't have an answer for the for the situation, did they?
4: You are saying those players as well. No, you are, right. But you've got to remember as well, like Jordan Pickford. It was only six months ago. Everyone was saying he was one of the best keepers in the world. I didn't and think Lee, so last week, Did you, Michael? No, I exactly. Think... Very poor. Lee, Lee, Gregory, Murray, Wallace and, um, and Jake <laughs> Hooper's shoulder.
5: Yeah. Um, showed he was. Shoulder. Shoulder. I like that. Yeah, we'll come to that. <laughs> it
4: was a shoulder. But it's, you know, you look at the stats on the BBC website. We've said it before about yeah. lies, damn lies and statistics. Ever Everton had sixty four percent of possession, I'm looking yeah. here. Yeah. That's same... that's normally yeah. that's normally what all teams have against us at the den. we a counter-attack inside who let them play the ball. They only had seven shots to our six, yeah. only three corners to our one. So
5: yeah.
4: it wasn't as if it was you know, like the classic Barcelona Celtic game where Barcelona had fifty five thousand shots and had ninety four percent possession and Celtic squeezed a result. You know, you're right, they they didn't turn up. And you've got Sigurdsson there in the mid, in the midfield. With add-ons, if they do well in certain competitions, he's over fifty million pounds. And yeah. apart from a few passes here and there, what did he do? I know he he set up the goal, but again, well,
5: none of we them none of them, of them did anything. We, we we gifted the the opening goal. Um, that was Richarlison, wasn't it? Um, the shot from from distance, dipping shot, <clears throat> took a deflection, I think, um, off of uh, Hutchinson. But no real excuse for for Jordan Archer to let that go underneath his body. That was a a classic Jordan Archer moment. And, you know, you you, you, you have to, um, for every great save that Archer makes, there's also an accident with, you know waiting to happen with him. He's a, he's a very frustrating goalkeeper in that way.
4: Yeah, you're right. And I, I thought he turned a corner a bit this season, if I was with you. I know he had that spell outside of the side when Ben Amos came yeah. in. But... I personally didn't agree with dropping Archer when when Neil Harris did this season. You know, I thought he'd improved a bit more. He looked a lot more steady. He got man of the match away at Blackburn, but you know, yesterday, just looking at it, and yeah, it does take a deflection. But to be honest, the deflection, if anything, helps him act. It puts it nearer to him. Yeah, and it's, and it's got still underneath, underneath him. him. Exactly. Exactly. You know, unforgivable.
5: Um, and that, that I must admit, when when that happened, um late in the first half a um, real gutty moment I, I, I thought well, that was probably the, the tie out of our reach I'd said beforehand first team to score will probably press on and winning it, win it and um, we gifted it to them rather than them them taking it but um, what a great show of character Michael to come straight back up at the other end and pretty basic reply wasn't it it was just a, a free kick forwards caught by Jake Cooper who um, had come slightly deeper to, to win it and then a really nice finish by Lee Gregory to, to put us back in in the game again um, and going half time with a buzz, buzzing, you know, in the den, and that was a, that was a great reply.
4: Yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful header, wasn't it? To be honest, from Lee Gregory, well how managed to get that up and over Pickford yeah. was 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 amazing. And one one thing I know was sort of known for it, and I think it was who who mentioned it on Sky the other day, Rossini, i have saying about the sort of long ball, punting ball, not really working too well.
5: Yeah,
4: after the Blackburn game, but you know, if I was Everton, <laughs> going back to it, and I was at Marco Silva, I'd be thinking how, let's be brutally honest how has a team who were near the bottom of the championship beat us with three set pieces yeah there I mean there it, it, corners or free kicks that came in
5: I mean our, our team was was weakened we'd, we'd lost Jed Wallace prior to, to kick off which um, would normally be a major blow um, is a blow um, and it was a weakened side Michael I mean I, I thought our strongest 11 would have been the team that turned up at um, Middlesbrough the week before but half of them are, are cup tied or unavailable so you know that was that was not quite a second string eleven, but it was certainly a weakened Millwall eleven, and you know obviously enough basic approach in in it, the way we took the game to to Everton, but that was more than ample to, to get back in the game. I think that's it speaks volumes for Everton's lack of character. Really, that's 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 the thing I took away from last night: a sheer lack of backbone in the Evertonian side.
4: They were saying on the radio now that Everton's season is effectively over, and it will be interesting to see what happens with Silver because. They had Cummin in mm. and Kuman was brought in to take them to that next level. And I know that first season he did well. Didn't he take him to like 6th or 7th or something like that? Yeah. And got them into yeah. Europe on contention. Allardyce came in um, and regardless to his sort of tactics of football, how he plays the game, he was basically told, we want you to get us into the top six and into Europe again.
2: Yeah.
4: So it's going to be very interesting to see this manager... You know Marco Silva, who's eleventh in the table, can't string results together, and you're you're in charge of a team who, who in their minds, and probably rightly believe they should be winning cup competitions, if not be making a push for the top four. They should be. It's interesting.
5: Yeah, I mean the the, the money uh, available to them is um, beyond our imagination. The 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 array of talent they've got in the team individually is beyond our imagination, and yet they look like um, just another. Patsy Championship side to me yesterday. I mean, it could have been Nottingham Forest we were watching. It was um, it was it was that weak, you know, like like a cup of weak tea that's, that's tepid. It's it was nothing, you know. Um, the the goal to go ahead, the two one
4: horrible bit of skin on the top.
5: The horrible bit of skin on top. <laughs> um, the goal to go ahead, two one. I thought that was probably their best moment of the game, really. Um, and exposed our defensive frailties, especially that was down the left, wasn't it? The um. Uh, Chenk yeah. Tosun kind of surged for our defence and finished very well and I thought that was another critical moment and a decent team probably would have, wouldn't have would have let it go from there but they're not a decent team in that sense to go 2-1 ahead and that was what, 73rd minute was it, I think that they they scored, um, 72nd Yeah. Um, a, a team of that um, standing and resource ought to have closed us out and we shouldn't have had a sniff after that, should we?
4: No, we shouldn't, have. and that's why. These, that's why the Premier League teams are in the in the top tier of English football. Some of them because they do. They they'll score a the goal and they'll sh- they'll shut out the game. But it's it's so it's so bizarre because like we're talking about Everton and the money they've spent, and we've said it as well. But it just I know we're sort of going around in circles a bit, but it just seems so. It seemed like an inexperienced performance, didn't it? Yeah. You know, Like you'd think that they'd sort of shut it off, have one in front of the back four, stop things going through, but. They just didn't, did they? And they gave away clumsy fouls. I mean, was it the second goal where Romeo got fouled by the corner flag? It was, yeah, was it? it was a free and kick it the over by yeah. just short
5: of being a corner itself. It was a yeah. couple of yards short, and um, you know, it, 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 obviously um, there was there was the kind of high comedy of um, the the goal going. You know, in real time, I wasn't aware that it hit um, Jake Cooper's arm and gone in the net. Um, it wasn't a deliberate handball, but we'd have been screaming blue murder if. Um, you know, if, if Everton had handballed the uh, a goal in at our end, um, and thankfully VAR didn't apply at um, at the den last night. Thankfully, because I think we probably would have lost that goal if if it had have been there. But it's these, these are the breaks, the, these are the moments, and um, it was still sloppy defending by Everton just to to allow the chance to 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 occur. So you know, I don't know how you feel, Michael, but I'll I'll take that as a, a stroke of good luck in a season that hasn't been very kind to us generally on on the luck front.
4: Yeah, we, we yeah we needed that luck to be we really really did because we we've been on the wrong end of results, regardless to FA conspiracies or anything for years. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's with with the VAR, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it because there's an argument in rugby which uses a similar system with a TMO. Mm. I remember a couple of years ago, like people were getting simbinned and red carded a lot, and James Haskell. the the old Wasps and, like, Northampton player. He basically said, watch it back in real time and you'll see it was, like, impossible to get out of the way or impossible not to, sort of, like... Concede the the offense,
5: yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
4: exactly. And if you watch the Jake Cooper one again, everyone where they're screaming, oh, it's blatant handball, it's blatant handball, it's at that sort of really, really slow, let's pause it here to see when he Mm. lifts his arm up moment. It's not in the, hang on, it's bounced off four people, he stood in a penalty area. I'm not really sure he's known it's hit him and gone in. So if you watch it in the real time there is an argument it probably may have been given, you know, if you had a lean... Well, it certainly
5: through. wasn't a deliberate handball into the net. It, it, it seems to have hit him on the arm and then obviously gone into the, into the net for the goal. Um, and, and that's that's the beauty of football in the end, isn't it? There's this eternal debate over VAR and the kind of clinical elimination of human error from what is a sport. And, and last night was probably a classic example of um high emotion in a... You know that was the overriding um storyline of the night the the emotion and the atmosphere and the the sheer kind of drama of it all becomes um you know overtakes everything and v a r is is ultimately a, a clinical kind of um algorithm based um you know a cold light of day and an an analysis and um it detracts from the drama of it all. When it's in your favour, it's great, but when it's not, it's not so good. It's one of those debates that I think um, it's, it seems to be here here to stay. But it, it does eliminate that kind of human emotion element from from the sport, and that's that's a shame in many ways. It certainly benefited us last night not to have it. That's that's for sure. Um, and great comedy of Neil Harris telling the. Um, Mr. Byford now to turn the screen off as well, which is doing the rounds on, on Twitter as well. Turn the, turn the fucking screen off. He's shouting at um, the exact box, which are, is a high Millwall moment in its own right, isn't it?
4: Yeah, well, well that clip there was basically my wife and I um, deciding whether to watch Coronation Street or not. I'd be the, I'd be the one screaming at the kids to get their and turn it off. So that's what that was. But yeah, that, that's typical Millwall, isn't it? That's it is. It is I mean,
5: a Millwall moment. A, you, couldn't, you couldn't invent that. Yeah, exactly. That. Um,
2: exactly.
5: So two all, and I must admit, I I was in seventh heaven when that there was a moment where I thought maybe we weren't going to give it. There was a, there was a consultation between the referee and the linesman, but then it was it was given. I think they were carried away with the atmosphere of the, of the situation, which um, again is very Millwall in its in, in its in its origins, and um, all set up for the dramatic ninety fourth minute winner, as the BBC puts it, from Murray Wallace of all the people in all the world to win it, Murray Wallace. Um, an average defender, and yet there he was in the right right moment at the right time. And yet more poor defending by Everton, though, Michael, I'd say, wouldn't you? To concede yeah. that late.
4: I'm going to start a petition now. The Murray-Wallace end above the, uh, the away end Wallace after ends. that goal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, though, apart, apart from that goal, and I mean, everyone played well yesterday. I mean, even Archer, that one he let in. You know, you take that aside, you know, yeah. he commanded his box well and a lot of the high balls come in, he'd come and gathered well. But I can't agree with the BBC giving man of the match to Lee Gregory. I thought Murray Wallace was our man of the match. Uh, yesterday, I thought he had a tremendous game. I thought he played really, really well.
5: Uh, uh, yeah, and I mean... For him
4: to get a goal, it was really good.
5: Yeah, the winning goal, 90 uh, plus four. Um, and, you know, as as, as is the the way, it explodes in that moment and... You know, there's plenty of tweets flying around about the atmosphere. I, I think it was an incredible atmosphere last night and it was a decisive factor. I, I think it was, um, you know, going back to the talent of Everton and the and resources, that's all very well. But it, it is a very, very tough place for anyone. I'd defy any team in the world when the den is on fire, like it was last night, um, to come into that arena and play a beautiful game. It just, it just isn't that kind of situation. It's our great, old, you know, 12th man. I think Jake Cooper described it as the 12th man very much was last night. It was an incredible atmosphere, I felt.
4: Yeah, it was. It was a really, really good game to be at. And, you know, it summed up what it is to be a Millwall fan at that Grand Jeste. Was, there was bits of it that were a bit, nut, like, not nasty, but from the fans, you know, the intimidation was there. Every time the ball went out, you could see it. You know, when when the Everton players were nearly slipping over when they was going to get the ball because of all the puddles around the pitch, yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah. the the cheering and stuff like that. I mean it was no, no malice obviously, but it was it was what Mill was all about and it was it was just a really, really good game to be at and one, one that's gonna live long in the memory for a while. I'm not gonna say it's one of the best moments Mills ever had, don't get me wrong, but it will certainly be up there in a in a game that's spoken about for a few years now. Yeah, it
5: was it was one of the great cup nights at Millwall. I I still think the Leicester win a couple of years ago, um, probably outshines it slightly, um, because they were champions of England and Everton despite their their money, um, were very, very average, very plain bog standard Premier League side and they displayed all that's all that's good about that but also the the very worst aspects of the premier league the lack of backbone and spine to come into um you know a hotbed like like the den there's really no other place like it on it's night michael i don't i can't i can't think of another venue that um brings that sheer um sheer force of nature quality to a game of football it's it's, it's highly addictive and you can see why people fall in love with our club um nights like that are very very special and um as you say I think it will live long in the memory. Um, we were just talking off air, Michael. You, you got bounced slightly by Radio 5. Um, was that this morning that you spoke to him or last night?
4: Yeah, I'd only been up about five, ten minutes, so that's what made it even worse. <laughs> I was half asleep. I was half asleep from last night, and um, yeah, they were, they were asking me a few interesting questions, to say the least. There's plenty of video
5: doing the rounds about um, matters uh, actually some distance from the den. Um, and i don't think i want to comment on those matters because they are criminal matters and you know the 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 videos are doing around on on twitter um we live in a in a city now where knife crime is um rampant and you know no one's going to say well done to anyone for um you know using using blades i i i personally don't like it um it has happened in the past when Mill played Everton, and you know no one wants to see it in, in in society. But that's a that's that's a criminal matter, and um, I think it's it's rather unfair to ask Millwall Football Club what it's going to do about matters that take place actually over a mile away. Um, Surrey Keys is is some distance from the den, and I'm not sure what Millwall Football Club are expected to do about that. I mean, you you were bounced with that question by Radio Five, mate.
4: Uh, yes, I was to be honest, and yeah, they they were asking me as we said what the club going to do and what, what should football do and all this and everything like that. And as as you say, yes, there's there's a, there's a good job. We can't comment it too much because this obviously, as you said, a criminal matter. But this this is a football club who who yes, we've not we've not had the best of reputations, to put it lightly. But nobody has worked harder in football than Millwall Walter trying to eradicate this image. No one's worked harder to be seen as a more family club. We've won accolades for our for our how we treat our fans and how we treat our fans. Community work,
5: yeah, all sorts, yeah. Exactly the community yeah.
4: work, you know. We we do a lot for that kind of thing. And, you know, with, with the CPO, all the fans got together, and the club got together, and we showed that we was all united and For the club to comment as you say, on something that was over a mile away, completely out of their control, and what are they going to do to stop this happening is a little bit is a little bit of a harsh thing in my opinion on the football club themselves yes, the fans who who or the people who were there may not have behaved the way they should have behaved and did things that they shouldn 't have done, but to put that on the foot of the, door, of the door of the club and say, you know, what you're gonna do about this, and putting it all over the news and social media, yeah, it is it's harsh for the club, I have to say.
5: It, it's it, you know, it's it's the old classic line that Millwall is the convenient coat peg for other people to hang their their problems on, and you know, the, the, a prearranged football fight, which is what some of the videos look like to me. I I, I don't engage or indulge in, in that. I'm way too old for that, and I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter, Michael. Um, you know, it's it, it's it, there's nothing much that Millwall can do about that. Um, that's a police matter, and the law will follow its own course on on that front. Um, there's another video doing the rounds. I, I actually missed this in real time. Um, a little bit of a, a 1970s style um, race-related chant that went on briefly, I think, in the in the East Upper. Um, which is also unfortunate. I will condemn that if anyone wants any condemnation that's going around. I, I really don't see um, why people want to sing songs from the 1970s and 1980s um, other than to get under Everton's skin, but it's highly damaging for the reputation of our club on what was otherwise a great night. So if anyone wants any condemnation, I'll, I'll condemn a small number of Mill fans singing a race-related song at some point during the game. I, I missed it in real time. So, but that video is on online as well. So, um, don't ask me to to say well done, lads, for singing that because I, I I won't. And um, again, that's that's highly unfortunate on an otherwise great night for Millwall Football Club. You you can't have it all at Millwall. There always seems to have to be a a, a downside, a sour side at, at some stage. Michael, doesn't there? There's always got to be something.
4: Yeah, yeah, and you know there is a there is an argument. Sometimes you know the media do look for it or, or sort
5: of people don't help the themselves they they video you know. it they they stick it on their fucking phone mic no no they? They, they they stick it online and then wonder why um you know people get nicked for stuff and it's it's moronic but it's i, I you know i i i don't get why um people want to sing chants like that, but um there we are. I, I dare say yeah. Again, yeah. again, that will follow. It's, its, own it's course. stupid
4: and wrong in the first place. It's even more stupid to film yourself doing yeah. it.
5: But that's not the full story of the night. Um, I've said what I want to say on it, and this was a great cup night and one of the one of the uh, the great Mill performances, really, given the the quality of the team we're up against and the you know the slightly um, threadbare nature of our side last night. I mean, even scallax saw saw some action, so that's that tells you how. Um, down to the bare bones we were. Gary Alexander's boy was sitting on the bench and um, a young kid called Hanson well, from I, under 23 I had my boots as
4: well Nick I don't know about you you were ready to
5: go Michael weren't you you were ready to go <laughs> mate. great night um, that's the overriding story it was a great Mill performance a great Mill cup night and um, we'll see who we get in the fifth round who do you fancy Michael West Ham aren't in it anymore they got beat by a Plucky Wimbledon didn't they
4: yeah, no, it's a good result for Wimbledon as well, to be fair there. Freeing them up at half time. Um that, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm do you know what? I'm one of the old sort of people who, who likes the big teams coming down, even if there's the chance they'll turn us over or or gives a humiliating scoreline. I mean, can you imagine having having Gunnar Soshar there for his tenth <laughs> game in charge, potential <laughs> tenth win and we beat them.
2: United or City get
5: the, doesn't it would, it, get the job. It would be an interesting fixture. United or City at the Den. Um, I, I don't want to think about Manchester City away. That that, that probably won't help our calls either. <laughs> but there we are. Great, great Cup night. Um, tune in to Love Sport Radio on Friday night um, for more Millwall chat about one of the great Cup nights at the Den. Big thank you to Michael Avery for rousing himself on a, on a Sunday morning for doing this. And um, maybe see you next week, Michael.
4: Yep, hopefully. See you,
5: mate. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers.
0: You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.